Welcome to the Busy Body, Busy Mind podcast, your go-to for unlocking the secrets of effective fat loss tailored to your busy lifestyle. Join your host, Killian, as he shares practical tools to guide you towards a happier, healthier you. Hello, welcome to the Busy Body, Busy Mind. My name is Killian and I am your host as always. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about the exact strategies that I used to drop 6kg in five weeks. So just to give you a little bit of context, I have been doing a little bit of a mini fat loss phase where the goal was just to tidy things up a little bit. So for context, I done a photo shoot in May 2023, obviously got really lean for it. And since then, I've been in a gaining phase. So I've been trying to put on a little bit of muscle mass. And when you're in a gaining phase, no matter how slow or how lean you try to do it, you're always going to gain some level of body fat. That's just the way it is. So you're always going to have these periods where you have to come back into a fat loss phase to quote unquote tidy things up. So that's why I like to call it a tidy up phase because you're not really spending a lot of time in it. Like you wouldn't be spending 12, 14, 16 weeks in this phase. You're trying to spend between, ideally between six to eight weeks in this phase it's get in get out and that's it done and dusted so a tidy up phase would differ slightly than putting someone into a fat loss phase so it's it's quite quick it's quite sharp it can be quite intense as well but the goal of what we're trying to do here is get you in and get you out and so that's what i've been trying to do so i wanted just to share my experience of how i got on in it um obviously it was over a six-week period we're week five of six and I started off at 82.4 and yesterday's weigh-in was 76.7. So pretty much just under 6 kg, 5.7 or whatever it was. Um, and I just want to kind of run people through like exa- exactly what I did. So the first thing that I set out was my my targets. I put in place the start date and I put in the end date and that's what like a lot of people will fail to do is that they just say oh I want to go into a fat loss phase or I want to drop body fat but they don't actually set a end date and I think putting an end date is very important because it puts a little bit of pressure in place and sometimes that little bit of pressure is a good thing think about it when you were back in college um, or university and you got an assignment you were given the date um, the hand in time and date for that assignment and you always got it in, whether you had to pull an all-nighter or you had it done three weeks beforehand, it was done because you had that end date. So that's what I really like about putting an end date um, with kind of a fat loss phase. And this is why typically, I think anyways, a lot of people will get good results when they have something to look forward to, like a holiday booked or a wedding planned or it's their own wedding. Those sort of people will always get a good result because they have the date plugged in and put in place so they know they have no option what to get ready for it whereas when I typically find when someone comes in they don't have any end goal set or end target set it's kind of like oh well you know I can get this result in my own time so they kind of take it a little bit slower so for me I was like right Paddy's day Paddy's day is the end of the six-week challenge for me so I was like let's nail it there um, and that'll be it done and dusted so that was the first thing and then I had to decide well like what was the rate of weight loss I wanted to lose on a weekly basis because weight or fat I should probably say fat more so than weight but body fat and trying to reduce body fat it's a numbers game like trying to put on lean muscle mass it's a numbers game if you can get your numbers right your maths your maths correct and your data in check 
you're going to lose weight. And it's as simple as that. If you don't lose weight, you look at the maths, you look at the data, see what's gone off and then fix it. And that that's really how, you, if you can look at it in that sort of sense, it, it, it makes your life a lot easier. The less emotion you can try bring into a fat loss phase, the better. So, um, but that's probably another episode within itself. But I set off that target and I said, right, I want to try drop at least 10 pounds. 10 pounds was actually the goal. I said, right, let's, I want to drop 10 pounds in, in the six weeks. So ideally for myself to drop 10 pounds, that's roughly five kg, give or take. We're looking to drop about 0.8 of a kg on a weekly basis. So my target was 0.8 of a kg. So I set out my calories based off that, done a few equations, got it sorted. And that was my first starting point. And I said, okay, I need to do a full week here of several weigh-ins just to see where, where how I'm responding. Um, I gave myself a calorie deficit, um, which was roughly working out at about a 700 calorie to an 800 calorie deficit on a daily basis. And I tracked and weighed everything down to the gram, just weighed everything out. Whatever touched my mouth, obviously bar, water, um, everything else was accounted for. It was tracked. And I seen how I responded to that. So I kind of had a look at the drop in weight. And I knew it wouldn't, like your first week's always going to be a little bit of an outlier because people will typically drop a good bit of body, or a little bit of water retention. Sorry, there's water retention there. So a good few people will drop a little bit of water in that initial week. So that's why people will usually see a big drop in weight. And it's also why people get disheartened then the next week when they're like, oh, well, why haven't I lost as much as the first week? And you've just dropped a little bit of water weight. So... I kind of gave it the first week I knew it was going to drop a good bit, drop two kg, and then the next week after that, I dropped. Uh, I think it was 0.8 altogether when I dropped the next week. So I kind of knew I had my calories right. I knew I had my steps right, and I knew I had my cardio right. So I started off at 12,000 steps, which, to be fair, I was doing about nine to ten thousand beforehand anyway. So it wasn't a massive jump. Um, you're talking an extra 20 minutes a day, so it wasn't too bad at all. And um, my calories were at 2,300 to start off with. So that's that's where I started off. Um, I had an hour of cardio put in, which was actually fine because I was doing an hour anyways with football. So I just included that as my cardio and that's what I set off with my target. So the next step for me then was to analyze that on a weekly basis. So I done my check-in, I completed my check-in every week. I looked at the rate of weight loss. Was it on point? If it was or wasn't, then I could make a decision. So for two weeks after that, it was actually a little bit off. Now I had one or two things, like I had Valentine's Day, um, and then I was at a football tournament as well um, and I obviously had a few drinks there so I knew myself I had planned for those events as well and that's a really important part with, with your strategy as well it's like if you know there's events coming up you have to plan for them and account for them so I knew they were going to uh, play a factor in it as well so those two weeks I didn't lose as much so then I obviously had to up things so that's really what I did so the first thing was I set out the goal I set out the end date and I sent out how much I wanted to lose on a weekly basis and I done some calculations to figure out what my calorie needs or my calorie intake should be set a step count and i set a cardio goal from there i tracked really like really really rigidly for two weeks straight because i knew the first week was going to be a little bit of an outlier with the weight um and i knew the second week would be a little bit more accurate so that's what i did i touched or tracked everything that touched my mouth my lips whether it's food or liquid uh sauces whatever it was um and i weighed myself i weigh myself five to six times a week anyway to get a good average so i did that every day just keep record on notes on my phone and then i got the weekly average and that's that's what i did um and going off that then each week going forward i adjusted my steps my cardio or my calories based off was i meeting my goal of 0.8 of a kg on a weekly basis or not um so if i wasn't either my steps went up either my calories went down or my cardio went up and it was just as simple as that 
Um, and they were the kind of the the, the, the the most important things that I did to get started in my phase. The next thing for me was the nutrition. And this is where most people fall off. They just, they do not account for their nutrition. And even if they think they're tracking right, if you do not lose weight on a week to week basis or your weight has stalled for two or three weeks straight, you nine times out of 10, you have a nutrition issue. It's not because your metabolism is messed up. It's not because your hormones are out of whack. It's not because you've gone into starvation mode. It's because you're not tracking your nutrition. And most people say, oh, but I am. But if you actually take a look at it logically, sit down with yourself and ask yourself the question, have I tracked absolutely every single food and liquid that has touched my lips? Yes or no? You have to account for that. Have I accounted for any nibbles, treats or snacks throughout the day, like picking out the kids' food or just nibbling at a chocolate bar, whatever it may be? Have I weighed out on my foods or am I just accounting for or roughly looking at kind of what I've, I've had? Um, am I measuring all the little things like the drop of milk, the squeeze of honey, the spread of butter, the, the cappuccino from Starbucks? Uh, you have to look at all those things first. And if you can honestly say, right, I've been airtight with my nutrition, then that's when you have to look at, say, dropping the calories or your steps, increasing your steps or cardio. But for most people, it's the nutrition problem and, and they have to have a look at that. So nailing down your nutrition in this fat loss phase is the most important thing. And that's exactly what I did. And I needed to make it as simple as I could for myself because it's been it's been a really busy two months with the coaching. Like we, we were taking on uh, clients. We had a summer launch just there. I had I was training one of my new coaches on board. Um, I were really trying to make, you know, expand the, the coaching and, and bring as many people as we can on to help them. So it's been really, really busy. So I knew myself in order to get this fat loss phase over and done with successfully, I needed to have my nutrition on track and I just needed to do it in a way that wouldn't keep me up all day in and night in the uh, kitchen. So I hired a meal prep company uh, because Dubai is very good like that over here. They have a load of meal prep companies that you pay for a subscription. That's exactly what I did. I paid for a lunch and a breakfast. They were, or sorry, lunch and a dinner. They were about 600 calories each. Um, and they were delivered to my door every second day, two meals worth every second day. And it was absolutely ideal because they had them all on my fitness pal as well. So I could just scan them in. And all I had to worry about was my breakfast and my evening snack because I said I'd eat four times throughout the day. So I had the two meals. My breakfast was overnight oats. It still is overnight oats. It has been the same overnight oats for the last six weeks straight or last five weeks straight. All that really changes is the flavor of protein that goes in and maybe the fruit and that's literally it so what i've done is i've just created that recipe once into my fitness pal i just quickly weigh it just before i go to bed and just throw it in and that's it simple and then my evening snack is a yogurt bowl with loads of different berries and um two squares of dark chocolate and that's literally what my nutrition has been i kept it super simple because there's no top process in it it's easy to track, it's easy to manage, um, and it saves me time as opposed to hindering myself. And a lot of people will think that's quite a rigid approach, or a lot of people will say, but that's boring, you're eating the same meals. Yeah, but I also know that this is going to be done in around 50 days. It's six weeks, it's not the end of the world. And if you can lock in for six weeks, you get in, you get out, and then you can enjoy your food again, or you can get more flexibility back in place. That That's just my point of view and my opinion on it. So that's exactly what I did. And it was it was honestly a, God, a godsend because with work being so busy like it just allowed me to stay on track without having to worry about prepping all the meals up and things like that so again i know meal prep companies are you know they're not really available in the likes of ireland and um, obviously you can buy the prepped meals from like tesco and little and aldi and stuff like that but 
you don't get them delivered to your door, but it's still fairly the same concept. So if someone is really busy, I just tell them to go get those fit meals or the pure powers of the clean cuts, whatever it may be, because they work really well. And for the sake of investing in them, you're going to get the return in yourself by getting, you know, dropping body fat. So that was the the, the next thing that I did. Um, And then after that, I was really trying to keep those standards up. So I knew I had to be airtight with this. I knew I had to be fully locked in and focused on this. So my standards had to stay up. Uh, So there was obviously going to be days where I was tired. I didn't want to go do my cardio session. I didn't want to do my steps. Like, for example, today, my steps are really, really low. I've been working all day today. And the last thing I want to go do is steps. But that's just what I have to go do to maintain the standard to make sure I get to the end result. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. So steps they went from 12,000 up to 14,000. It's been quite time consuming, but like I said, this is a phase of six weeks. So the whole purpose about this is to try to drop as much body fat as we can in the six weeks. So that's why we obviously have the steps up pretty high. Um, but yeah, we just have to maintain those standards and keep them up at all times because that's the only way we're going to achieve that goal. And it's the same thing in life with anything. Like if you want to actually achieve the goal, you're going to have to get comfortable being uncomfortable and put yourself into uncomfortable positions because growth will never occur without growing pains there has to be growing pains in in order to get growth and I think it's just again probably me ranting on here a little bit but when you look at today's society especially on society especially on social media it's like you don't have to work for anything to get this that's kind of the approach that I, 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 I can see happening you can become successful overnight you can get this by doing nothing you can achieve the dream body by three 30 minute workouts a week it's it's a little bit false false advertisement and um, you have to put hard work in it's it, no matter what you're doing in life whether it's a fat loss phase or whether it's trying to open a new business or um learn a new study or bit of education whatever it is you have to put the hard work in to get the results so that's exactly what we've been doing but the outcome is it's that like i know this is six weeks it's not a forever thing once it's done and I hit my target, I can bring my calories back up. I can have more flexibility again. So that's the whole purpose about it is that put the hard work in now and then reap the rewards afterwards. The other thing was like, I knew I was going to have two to three events, social events in place, and you still want to have some degree of flexibility. Um, so you're going to have to walk that fine line. And this is like, it can be quite difficult to manage because no matter what you do when you go out for dinner it's very hard to account for it and a lot of people will always underestimate and they'll always forget about like the things like sauces and oils and how the food was cooked and and foods and meals out can be quite calorie dense and a lot of people will think it's actually the drink that's damaging it but like in my opinion if you get like a few bottles of Coors Light or whatever it may be or your vodka and uh, soda water or your vodka Sprite Zero or whatever it may be there's not a whole pile of calories in them. They're actually quite easy to track. You know, if you have four or five of them, it's four or 500 calories. Whereas if you have a main course of a meal, that could be up on, depending on what it is, one, 2,000 calories, easy. So when you are eating out, you have to maintain your standards and you have to be quite smart with what you do. So for me, when we had the likes of Valentine's Day or last night, myself and Stace went out for food, like when we had those events in place, I always have a strategy in place. So what I do is I eat quite high volume, low calorie meals and I'll have two big high volume, um, low calorie meals throughout the day. So I'll, I'll push my meal out to about 10, 11 o'clock. I have a high volume, uh, low calorie meal then. And then I usually at around two, three o'clock will have a really big, big, big salad full of veg, full of protein. Um, and then maybe a piece of fruit if I'm a little bit hungry between then and the dinner. 
And when I go for the dinner, I'm strategic. So, for example, if it's a starters, a mains and a dessert, what I might do with Stace is say, right, can we have share starters together? I'm going to then have my main and then I'll probably skip dessert. And that's what I typically do. Um, so we'll usually pick something that looks half okay for starters. So instead of going for like, I don't know, deep fried camembert, I think is how you pronounce it, the cheese. Um, people probably sag me for that. But like instead of having like a deep fried brie or whatever it is, we might get the, um, I don't know, like, oh my God, put me on the spot. Uh, like a nice Thai beef salad to start off with. And then for the mains, instead of getting the nice cheesy mighty meaty pizza I might get like last night I got a sea bass with steamed veg and some risotto rice and it came out and it was absolutely delicious and I knew it was quite easily tracked and I would account for it I try put it in as accurately as I could into my calories and, and go about that with my day as well so that's typically what I was doing there so they were my strategies that I used it was quite straightforward like I think a lot of people think there's some magical pill or there's some magical formula but it's really not it's it's setting targets and knowing what your targets are from the get-go, having an end target as well, having an end date in place is really important. It's then figuring out the rate of weight loss that you want to achieve. It's looking at your steps, your cardio, and your calories, and manipulating those based off a week-by-week basis of where you're at. Are you hitting targets or not? Um, It's consistency, it's discipline, and it's maintaining your standards. And that is literally it. If you can apply that into your own fat loss phase, you are going to see good results. You are going to see success. I was only just doing a few check-ins with clients there and some of the guys are getting absolutely fantastic results, like serious, serious results. And they they will all agree with me when I say this. It's it's the consistency. It's consistently repeating what they're doing. And it's boring. Like fat loss is boring. It's not going to be fun. It's, it's repetition. It's consistency. It's discipline. It's showing up. But if you can do that for that period of time, you're going to get the result and it's as simple as that. And then you can start your reverse phase and build your calories back up. So that's just a little in, a little bit of an insight into my strategies, my kind of like blueprint, quote unquote, and how I actually approached that fat loss phase. In terms of my training, because I know I actually didn't really talk about my training, it didn't really change. Like my split has been the same since the start of January. Um, I'm doing five days a week, two leg sessions and now three upper body sessions essentially is what I'm doing that didn't change strength went down a little bit naturally because I was in a fat loss phase but nothing else changed so um yeah training pretty much stayed the same so I hope people enjoyed that episode if anyone does have any topics that they want me to cover please let me know send me over a message um on CMXC Fitness and um yeah hopefully you found that useful so thank you very much for listening cheers <laughs>